back in here, man. We back in, man. This is a very special, special occasion right here. This is a very special episode. I got my three queens in the building, my three woo, woo, sisters. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah, man. You know, my three favorite women in the whole world, bro. We've been rocking together for 31 years, man. You know, well, maybe not with Danny, but <laughs> almost. A long time. Right. But, man, this is a special episode, man. Got my sisters in here. Y'all are getting introduced to the family, the dynamic um, family that that I have been so blessed to be a part of. And, uh, yeah, we're going to jump right into it, man. Um, we've had some technical difficulties, man, trying to get y'all this episode. I ain't going to lie, bro. Uh, Brandon's computer crashed. R.I.P.? Or what do we think? That joke died. It unalived. <laughs> R.I.P. Man, bro, we're going to have to, you know what I'm saying? We we might have to resuscitate that Mac, send it to the Mac hospital or the Mac graveyard, either one of the two. But anyway, man, I can say so much about each of these women individually, but I'm going to let these amazing black queens introduce themselves. We'll start with the youngest and go to the oldest. Jump right in there, Danielle. Hey, tell the people your full name, because we all got biblical names. All of us have biblical names. So full name, where you fall in the family line, and then one interesting fact about yourself. Go. Um, <clears throat> I'm Sarah Danielle Castile. Sarah. Princess, God is my judge. Mm. Castile. Wow. <laughs> Parents wanted me to be a boy. Wow. But uh she was almost Daniel. That was blessed. Dang, bro. Hold on. Let me just Daniel. say this, bro. If you was a little bro, that'd be crazy. That would, would be wild. One thousand percent. What would I be doing? Getting beat up. <laughs> yeah, what would By you be doing? Bouncing be around in dad's balls. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that works. I really don't know how that works. I don't know how how oh that's gosh. decided. I'm um, thankful she was a girl. Yeah, me Same. too. Um, me I too. don't know what I would be doing. The fourth brother of you, Sheesh. Till Simeon. Right? Yeah, you probably would have been the best athlete. No lotto. Oh well, they definitely ran out. Yeah, when they came to the athletic gene <laughs> with me, so they gave me the beautiful face and the um, brains. Yeah, that's true. Very smart. Four point girl. Um. So I'm 29 this year. I'll be turning 30. Super excited about that. Oh, yeah. Um, October 23rd. Yes. Jamaica, come on. You better be there. Yeah, I'm going to be there. We're going to run this back. Yeah, exactly. We're going to run this back. Right. You said you was going to be there. Um, But, yeah, no, I'm a content specialist here in Birmingham. Um, I work for an awesome digital marketing company. Uh, that's super fun. And... What else did you say? Interesting fact. Yeah. Interesting fact. <laughs> I <laughs> third time's a charm going through this. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So in 2014, tried to rope Rachel into going on a trip to Tanzania with me to the motherland. <laughs> I and she just said no. So I ended up going by myself. Yeah. It you was, didn't invite me. 
Okay, well, I don't know. <laughs> I would have went. <laughs> oh, you would have went? Yeah. Man, whatever, I man. Think Keep- it was, maybe it was just me and Rachel at the apartment at that time. Yeah, I yeah it was. Yeah, um, I was working. You probably had a real job. I did. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I ended up going in Tanzania by myself. It was an awesome experience. And a part of the trip, like, you could do this add-on to climb Mount Kilimanjaro for, like, an extra five or seven days or something. Um, so I did that and was woefully unprepared in the, um, insulation aspect of mm. my <laughs> attire. attire. Yeah. Yeah. So my, some of my toes got frostbite <laughs> and crazy. my big toe, big toenail, one of my foot feet ended up falling off. Dang, bro. Um, luckily I didn't lose the whole toe. Yeah, so, uh, she's still ten toes down. You feel hey. me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so. Yo, I don't think you can walk or run or balance without your big toe. I think that's a fact. Like, you yeah, need your, you big absolutely toes. Need your big toes. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, made it all the way to the top. It was like the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, bro. How many feet is that mountain, bro? I don't know. We'll like, put it in tattoos the- of like the the like feet or the kilometers, however tall it is. Wow. It's Just one of the highest in the world, yeah, right? It's the it tallest take? freestanding mountain in the world. Wait, you went to the top? Yeah. Bruh, wow. you many? were 6,000 feet short of Everest, bro. How many miles is that? Do the math, miss. I, I'm a social worker. I don't do math. Uh, yeah, true. Me neither. So, oh, yeah, yeah, I did that. Um, that is my wow. most interesting fact. Uh, and yeah, it was super cool, but you know, I had to wear closed toed shoes for like the next year because it takes your toenail like a full year to, to grow, grow back. back. Yeah. Um, but it was amazing. You weren't getting them toes sucked. <laughs> but I am now. Whoa. Hey, yo. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. On to whoa. the next. <laughs> okay. No. Rachel, chime in. <laughs> Y'all listen to this. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name's Rachel Lauren Castile. Is Lauren in the Bible? Probably. She in there I somewhere. Lauren, All of Lauren is not biblical. Yeah, I don't think she, so. All she sounds like a Gentile. in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> she might be. She might have been with, uh, what was the prostitute name, Rebecca? Hold on. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I don't, well. I don't. The woman at the well she name was, was Lauren. Well, he had to go right in the sand. The one floor. with five husbands. Throwing the stone. He talking about some, you don't know me. Why you talking to me? I know you. You got you got four husbands. Sir, the fifth, the fifth one you living with. I'm living with one, ain't it? Nah, we, yeah, yeah a little one. He's six years old. His name Ezra. Um, But I'm Rachel. I'm 33. I am... This six, your Jesus four, year. Six. It is. Wow. What you going to do for the Lord this year? Stop twerking. <laughs> I'm going to stop twerking for Jesus. <laughs> she going to get out the streets this year. She got a boyfriend recently, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That is good. Yeah. Here we are. Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm 33. My most interesting fact I would have to say is um, she's the fourth kid out of six. Yes, four of six. Yeah. 
Um, I love these ladies yeah. on this couch. Mm-hmm. They're my best friends. Danielle and I live together. I call her my work hubby because she be going to work. I be staying at home. <laughs> um, but I work from home. And yeah. <laughs> So it's not far, but she used to go right. So she be going downstairs <laughs> to the kitchen. <laughs> I be I do all the domestic things. But um I guess my most interesting fact is I realized that I swam with that shark. Y'all remember where were we? Oh yeah. Mexico. Mexico I probably. I swam with sharks. You swam with a shark? I did. When? I swam with a shark in Mexico. Um, I thought it was Punta Cana. Yes. That's, oh, was birthday. it the last trip? Is that yeah. that's Mexico? Oh no, it's no, no. no Dominican oh, Republic. Dominican Republic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was amazing because wow. I really never thought one. I don't think I knew it was a shark. I wouldn't have gone <laughs> yes, in. You did. They told us it was sharks. <laughs> no. What do you mean? You can't do an excursion and them not tell you what yeah, animal you're th- swimming with. Yeah, it wasn't that's... necessarily an excursion. We got off and we went over. And yeah, walked. you had to pay. And they said, if you want to swim with the sharks, get in this line. And I was like, you're really doing that? Well, yeah, I did it. because. What it you thought look, it was a sea bass? It, it didn't look it was a like dolphin. a shark. Oh, a do- it didn't oh. look like a shark. Okay. It looked like sharks. That's cool. Yeah, some oh. sharks look nice. <laughs> Well, this one was. So that's nice shark. (laughs) Yeah, that's your interesting fact. You swam with a shark. I swam with a shark. I kissed the shark. We had a good time. Nice. That was a fun trip. That probably wasn't the first or the last shark you've kissed. Probably not. I got a few sharks in my closet. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna keep them there. Exactly. (sighs) Kind of vicious. Um, my turn. I am Leah Brianna Castile Ugu. Oh, yeah. Ugu. Yeah. Hyphenated last name. Her husband is from Nigeria. Yes, he is from Nigeria. Um, And I am the oldest girl. I am three of six. So Mm. two older brothers and then me. Um, I am a licensed clinical therapist. I run my own practice here in Birmingham. Um, if you in Birmingham or anywhere in the world that you need a good therapist, <laughs> there you go. Holla at me. Holla at her. Um, I, what else? What else did you tell us? Uh, interesting fact. Mm. What do you think? You've lived an interesting life. Have I? Yeah. I mean, I really don't have an. An interesting fact. Bro, you went to Brazil when you were like 14 to play oh, soccer. Yeah. I forgot about that. Her yeah. mind is bad because it's postpartum. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> going through like, that. My whole childhood know? is a blur. Yeah. I, that trip was we'll unpack amazing. That. <laughs> she needs a therapist. Yeah. I have one. Thank you very much. Yeah. Everyone should have a therapist. If your therapist don't have a therapist, you need to talk to them about not having one. Wow. Um, yeah, that was an amazing trip. And I, re- <laughs> I remember I first got in the phone, and Mom told me, don't take my phone on the trip. Mm. And she was like, you going to lose that phone? You don't need to take that phone on the trip. I remember, like, literally faxing in papers to get my own cell phone, like, through the fax machine at home. That's crazy. To get my own line on my own credit because I just started working. So I was 15. I had to be 15 or 16. You started your own line of credit when you were 15? Yeah, 15 or 16. Is it good now? It's decent. I mean. What's decent? Give us a raw number. My credit tells your credit score. Yeah. 
about a 700 so it's decent that's nice that's cool. i mean i wish it was higher don't we all, don't we all? right so yeah don't I mean, ask me it's mine. decent i feel like <laughs> it should be higher yeah because i was watching something on netflix about it anyway you own a home in a business you're fine <sighs> but i should have more in savings we'll talk about that later um, you have a child. Yes. Mm-hmm. But savings but is not so going to raise your credit score. That's no. She was just making a, yeah, another I was comment. I thinking oh, about okay. just different things. Anyway, so I faxed in this paper to get a phone in my name, and I left that freaking phone in the backseat of the airplane and lost it. I was so <laughs> sad. It was one of those little... Nokia uh, phone, yeah. and it was a blue one. A little Nokia. And I will never forget that. And so Dang, that really bro. hurt my heart, and I had to get <laughs> another one. But, yeah, we went to Brazil, played soccer with some soccer teams there, and witnessed to some kids. Um, Another interesting fact, now that I'm thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. Got your brain went turning. On a, went on another uh, missions trip. We drove to Mexico in a van. What? Yeah, with Church of the Highlands. I don't even remember, like, how long we were there, where we stayed, but I remember that. And I remember Chase Meadows went. <laughs> That's all I remember about That's when you had a crush on Chase. I don't think I liked Chase. What y'all like, weren't y'all liking each other? Not Which yet. one of y'all liked them? That was Rachel. Don't say that. That was me. I think that was, like, when did we live with them? When that was like probably a month or two when I mean I know I had to be probably like five or six. Yeah, oh, we were really, young. really little. Yeah, yeah, so we then, were really. By young, the time so we went to Mexico, I was that crush was gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know what's also crazy about that is like <laughs> that is insane. These white folks let a whole black family <laughs> full of six kids live in their house. That was wild. Yeah. That's really wild, bro. Hey, yeah, in y'all rare. are figuring it out. In Just Grace come though? live with us. Wasn't no, it? that was when no. they lived in Vestavia. It was like yeah. off yeah. of Altadena. Yeah. 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 That was wild. They had that nasty cat, Kesey. Yeah. You remember the cat name? Yes. I hated that cat, it. It bro. So nasty. I could never so sleep in that house. That's probably why ever. I could never sleep in at there. All. That cat would try and Sneak in, bro, cat. and sneaky is nasty cat. Sneaky cat. Kesey. Sneaky yeah. Kesey is what his name is was. Y'all, is that why y'all started calling Keith Kesey? No, that was because of Gene, the African. Yeah. He was like, what's your name? Keith. Keith. Oh, Kesey. <laughs> Sick, bro. <laughs> That's not my name. That's not All right. What he said. That's not what I said, oh, but uh, sure. All right. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but man, I love that, the, that, you know, I asked that question, man, because it's like, you know, those facts kind of just let people in and kind of get to know you on a, on a certain level, on a personal level, you know, um, you know, our, our relationships run deep, Mm -hmm. very deep. You know, we, our two older brothers, Tim and Simeon. You know, they went off to college probably when I was around sixth grade, like before my sixth grade year. I was like 12, I would say. It's probably right. It's probably accurate. And, uh, you know, it was just me and the girls and mom and dad, you know, at the house. And we, you know, my room was adjacent from <laughs> yeah, y'all's, Jack right? Jack and Jill style. Yeah, it was like kind of Jack and Jill. And, man, like... 
golly, I think back to those times and I'm like, bro, I like, <laughs> I just remember <laughs> just like, just being yelled at, bro. <laughs> By who? All of y'all. <laughs> you mean, baby? I feel like it was clear. <laughs> How were our rooms separate? <laughs> I can't remember. Wait, all three of y'all were in that room yes. for a little while. Those bunk beds, yeah, yeah, the bunk beds in that day bed, that wicker day bed, that wicker day bed. But so were the bunk beds. Yeah. Oh yeah, that white metal so bunk bed. Yeah. It was like yes, and it was a futon. Now that I'm thinking about it, I slept on a futon on the bottom of a. Oh, and it slid who, out. Who, and it let up and who slept the where? You slept. I had the. Did day Danny bed. sleep up top? But I was in the. Did we switch? I thought Danny I was, was in that day bed at one point. Bed at one I was point. On the top bunk. Yeah. Yeah, I think as I got older, I was like, I'm not about to keep climbing. I'm not about to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for you to get on top. It's time for you to get up <laughs> top, top, buddy. You're being promoted. Yeah. yeah. The day bed I, had a <laughs> I don't know. That room was huge. Yeah, we had a huge yeah. closet. That room was When we so first big. moved there, we thought about putting Danielle in the closet. That is true. Yeah. This is big enough. We're like, she's fine. She's fine. She don't need no air conditioning. Doesn't need a lot as long as you leave the door open. Yeah, she'll be good. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember it was wasn't. No I remember it wasn't insulated either. It wasn't, and it gets no, so cold in there. But there was a window hot, in there. Cold. It was yeah. cool. You had winter clothes. <laughs> Just <laughs> you bundle survive. up. Yeah, Just preparing myself for Kilimanjaro. Yeah, 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 exactly. Maybe your toenails would have fell off. Everything <laughs> happens for a reason. <laughs> if you had slept in there. But you know, I loved that dynamic growing up. <clears throat> you know, now I look back, and I'm like, man, like. I got, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, as being a grown man now, I'm like, bro, dog, you got to have, like, some solid women in your life, like, some yeah. solid platonic relationships in your life. Like, yeah. you guys have, have, you know, been such a blessing to my life in so many ways, but, like, the perspective that you guys always offer uh, is just always so refreshing and it always challenges me you know to kind of change my course of thinking whatever we're dealing with and also like bro I'm telling you man like the you know I think about you guys in the same sense of like you know like uh uh, uh you know when we when we all went to Africa you know and that we saw the lions yes. like yeah. the female Dynasty. lions and the way that they hunt and the and how they're so protective, you know what I mean? Like it just is. That's 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 the man right there, Mr. Brandon. <laughs> um, you know, you guys really are like the nucleus, you know, of the family, you know. And so I kind of want to hear what y'all's perspective was growing up in a house with, you know, a father who was an athlete and a man of God, <clears throat> pastor, an absolutely incredible mom with such an amazing servant's heart, uh, so beautiful, so strong, um, and three brothers that were athletes, you know, and each of you guys were athletes in, you know, in your, uh, at, at, at a certain point in life. So, you know, that's kind of the perspective that I want to dive into. You know, just kind of like how you guys viewed um, just growing up in our house. I would first like to say um, Wikipedia, whoever is the author on Wikipedia, <laughs> Jeremiah Castile does have three daughters. Yeah. Mom was 
mom mom was about to call Mr. Wikipedia the other day when she Googled <laughs> and she and she only saw me, Tim and Simeon under under my dad's like, Wikipedia page. Accolades. Yeah. But like, I also remember I have meeting, three daughters. meeting a man that told me, like specifically told me, Jeremiah Castile ain't got no daughters. And I was like, that's funny. Oh yeah, that's like, funny. We I'm, have the same face. I'm one of them. <laughs> right. But oh, okay, cool. But um, no, I loved it. I mean, it was never a, I think since we are all so close and we all celebrate all things together, regardless of what it may be, the smallest things, the smallest um, accomplishments and all of that, with y'all being athletes and us growing up in a house with a father, you know, that played at Alabama and then in the NFL and went on to be a chaplain for as long as I can remember and just being around Alabama football, um, I did gymnastics. Somebody told me to never tell anybody that I did that. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Who told you that? Right. <laughs> I'm so weak. They're she like, carry a pistol now. Do it, do it. <laughs> at all times. At all at times. All probably that gun um, <laughs> right. Probably um, but I did gymnastics growing up. I I was extremely spirited. That's mm. what we say. We don't call children bad these days. You know, I was spirited in elementary school. <laughs> My parents took me out of school <laughs> because I was fighting. I was stealing. I don't even know why. She high, li- she high yellow. That's I, why she was doing that. She liked to fight I, like her dad. I don't, yes, right, I exactly. take after my father. She takes after my but, dad. Um, I was taken out of school. I think it was probably third or fourth grade. I was homeschooled for three years. I did gymnastics. Bro, that's why that they time. took us out of school, bro. Yeah, y'all had to join me. Yeah, exactly. So we are a unit, bro. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, but Grace I, was beating I up the it. little white kids, stealing <laughs> snacks. snacks and candy. Crazy. Stealing snacks and candy. Um, but I think after, I mean, obviously growing up a little bit and finding something that I absolutely loved to do, which was gymnastics, and then as I grew up, I ran track and all of that stuff. I did not enjoy running track as much as I did gymnastics just because being out in the elements, that ain't really my thing. Yeah. Um, I'd rather be inside in somebody's air condition. Absolutely. But um, I think that it built and disciplined me during that time, and I still have that discipline in me of like, all right, you need to go to the gym. Yeah. Even after having a baby, just being active at all times. Mm. You know what I mean? Like dad getting us up at 5 a.m. and going to run on the track. That will forever be ingrained in me. And having a five-year-old, I'm like, I don't don't care. You need to go outside. You need to run up and down the street. I don't care if you push the bike from home to Leah's house and push it back. We're getting outside. We're doing something that's active. So I think that for sure, instead of nobody doing anything or not having a – an athletic father and brothers and all that stuff. Me being a woman, I enjoy, you know, athletics. I yeah. Did you ever outside. feel a pressure growing up though? Like with all of us to like exceed no. in that? <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm finna do? What you want? <laughs> no, uh, no, I, no. I enjoyed, I, I am that friend that'd be like, you can have all of the spotlight. Mm. I don't care. I'll be here. I'll be here for you. Yeah. I'll do whatever you need me to do. I don't have to be in the spotlight. You don't want me in the spotlight. <laughs> I ain't the person. I'd say I'd be the worst celebrity ever. <laughs> you do not want me in the spotlight. No. Yes, that's my dad. That's my brother. Yeah. That's how I am. I don't care to be front and center. No, for sure. Um, And I do appreciate that for not forcing that and being so hard. 
I guess on us girls, I didn't feel it. Yeah. Um, I think it was different for me. Yeah, absolutely. I was oh, just yeah. going to say. I, that's why I said I didn't feel it. Yeah, she yeah. Got I, I, the, caught, yeah. <laughs> I caught the brunt of it. Oh, man, oh, yeah, for know, sure. Like, looking back now, I really, that is probably one of my biggest regrets is not playing soccer in college because wow. I just got burnt out. Wow. Like, But you suffered an injury too, right? Yeah, but even, so I started playing competitive club soccer in Young fifth grade, yeah, I remember. And we played year round. We traveled with like, Coach Bill Crease. Yes, yes, Coach Crease, uh, Vestavia Soccer Club. I don't know what it is now. Attack, was, yeah. <laughs> and we it was, was good. attack. It was we attack. Were so good. Yeah, we they were, were really a good. Great team. Yeah, and I had we, a crush on probably every one of your teammates. Yeah, you probably did. Yeah, nay. <laughs> Speaking of, I we girls up with <laughs> yeah. married with six kids. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> went and got their missus degree. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but that is probably one of my biggest life regrets is like not just taking a break, mm-hmm. but quitting. Cause but why? I just, why do I wish I had played? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why is that? I just feel like too? if I had played in college, just to have that experience to be a oh, college yeah, athlete, I cool. think I would have yeah. loved that. Yeah. I think it would have kept me in shape. It yeah. would have kept me. Um, not that I'm not active. I mean, since I've had a baby, she's one. That's just a whole nother story within itself. A whole but lot of activity. Active. Yeah. Um, but I just, I think I would have loved that experience. Yeah. Of uh, course. Playing soccer in college. Yeah. And what do you, what was that decision process though? Where did you, where, when did you come to that crossroad? Like, what do you, when do you think that was? My, I tore my ACL my 10th grade year. Mm-hmm. And I played 10th, like, 10th grade year. I played 11th grade. And then I think me and DK were just, like, tired. Done. Like we were playing. I literally, from 5th grade, fifth Caleb, grade, year yeah. round. Yeah. Every I year. I remember, yeah. Like, I didn't have a break. I did not not play. Dude, y'all were so good. Yeah. I don't we think I could. traveling. Yeah. We I don't think. go to those games. Yeah, all those games. All I mean, those games, tournaments. <clears throat> yeah. From Pensacola to Chattanooga. To everywhere. All over the place. Yeah. And. I think just not getting a break, just I was so burnt out. Mm. And so when it was my senior year at Briarwood, I was like, Dad, I just do not want to play this year. Wow. And he was finally like, okay, you don't have to play. And that was the year they won the championship. And Dad was like, see, I told you you should have played. No, you didn't, sir. You said that's fine. But he's always been like that. I do love that about him. No, you you did did. not. You You didn't push me to do it, but he does. He He won't. He's never pushed us. He won't. Yeah. That's not it. Why he push you to do it? I mean, we had to do something. Run track. We had to do something. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, as we got older. He wasn't going to do it against your will. Right. Like, if you had told him, like, Dad, I absolutely don't want to run track. He wouldn't be about to be like, yes, you are. No, he would have just said, find another sport. Um, Danielle has told him <laughs> that face. Was gonna yeah, run exactly. Track. He told you you was going to run track. And How did she that come fight back. Sarah ain't finna fight back. Yeah, exactly. Well, Sarah was, ain't confrontational. Please tell me what happened. Yeah. Well, yeah what I do mean, you. Since the grade that you were able to do sports at Briarwood, like seventh, so seventh grade, grade. Yeah, yeah, junior high, like I said, <clears throat> they must have run, ran out of the athletic gene when they got to me, number six. But, <laughs> like, so I did track, and my senior year, I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, do I have to run track my senior year? I just 
you know, it was a thing to just like get out of school and hang out in the parking lot with your friends, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Hanging out with Molly. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Molly. Shout out, Molly. Shout out to Molly. Yes. And that's what I wanted to do. He was like, no. <laughs> there wasn't like a discussion there wasn't like a well tell me why you don't like go convince me it was just it from my knowledge from my memory it was just a no that's what i was gonna do <laughs> you gonna run, you gonna so, run. Right, yeah because maybe it's so. maybe it was how you set up set it up <laughs> right you know dad everybody just want to hang out i don't know <laughs> if i said it like that i was just like i don't want to run track my senior year like i just it wasn't a super, it wasn't a passion of mine. It was just something to do to stay active because, you know, like, that's what we did grew you up do doing, staying country? active. Yes, I did. And it was trash. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Absolutely. Bro, you ran cross no, country? Wait, listen to this. All I did, I asked Coach Margene, I was like, I don't really want to compete. Can I just come practice with y'all? Because my dad wants me to be active. And he was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so I wasn't I like am on weak. the team. I made Molly do that with me too. I was like, Molly is a real one. Molly is a real one. Like, Shout out Molly. That's I'm like, I'll catch you later. I'm yeah, not doing that. Yeah. In the woods in the pine straw. Like, I'm not doing that. Danielle and Molly. Right. In the woods. In the <laughs> I think we're supposed to go this way. Yeah. Like, yeah let's cut this, let's cut this short to the parking lot. <laughs> My brother over there. Is, I know his keys at. He had practice. That is so yeah, funny. so I mean, I don't remember there being a discussion as far as well. What do you want to do? Yeah, <laughs> it was you're gonna do this. Yeah, Dang. but I think at sometimes, you know, growing up, uh, I think he was right sometimes in doing that. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, like, for sure. You know, for sure. Like you know, because whether you want to admit it or not, those you know, when you're at that age, those are just pivotal ages. And you're so susceptible to, you know, um, what, like, what I would say, just, like, not peer pressure, but, you know, just the people around you and what they're yeah, doing. And it absolutely. only takes one bad decision. Yeah. And one one circumstance of being where you're not supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to hang out with my friends. <laughs> she was yeah, Harry yeah. Potter. She, she wasn't yeah, exactly. the one she that was going to be. Yeah, she, she was the one who had to worry about place, that. Wrong time. Yeah. yeah. But but just kind of like jumping, like going back on subject of like, you know, kind of y'all's perspective of being women in that house that kind of like you said, Rachel, is kind of like, you know, commandeered by the whole. Um, OK, yeah, we getting a little bit of DoorDash right here. You got it. OK, you want to pick that? Are you here? Mm. <laughs> All right, cool. So, you know, that perspective of, you know, just being, you know, women in our household and I don't know, man, it's like it's something that I think, I don't know, I think in my mind I kind of just like breeze over, you know, like. Yeah. I don't give a lot of thought. Because yeah. y'all didn't really have to do anything but live, mm. play football, go to school. Like, I I personally feel like as far as home went, like, we did all of those things. We still played, you know, play sports, yeah. did gymnastics, did all of those things. But we also still cleaned the house and 
<clears throat> wash dishes. I remember we all used to grew up. We grew up having to have a week of washing dishes. Y'all. So My did. parents would make us literally have a week where each person washed dishes well then it's like as the guys got older and you know we're playing football more doing whatever they were coming home later practice all that they stopped having to wash dishes (laughs) so i'm like what i got to do to not wash no dishes at this point (laughs) put on a helmet helmet can i play football right so so i get what you're saying maybe i should have continued to play or do gymnastics so something but it was never um i mean it was never obviously anything towards y'all it was just like what had to be done the dynamic was just shifting yes yeah yeah yeah, absolutely but i also feel like our parents did a great job in with that shifting and it was never a fight we knew better than to say anything back or ain't doing no dishes or i ain't doing this i ain't doing x like the respect that we had for our parents as six, because I'm thinking now, if I had six kids, they could jump me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. These, these kids could absolutely jump me. They it could. don't matter what I say. <laughs> Y'all are all um, 15 and up. Yeah. What I'm going to do. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to Gene and Jeremiah and how they raised us. Absolutely, and man. That respect that we have for them and yeah. not just being hellions and doing what we want to do when we want to do it yeah. and having the respect as well for the fear of the Lord. Yes. Yeah. yeah. For our brothers and doing what we had to do to keep the house running and yeah. going because we're a team. Yeah. You know, that's what I love about us. Like all six of us, man, like growing up, like, you know, whatever we were like any other family with quarrels and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like, yo, like this, my unit, yeah. And I'll go crazy for yes. any one of y'all. Yeah. That that brings me back to the story where y'all. So they were dating twins at one oh point God. in high school. Oh they were dating twin brothers. I was dating one first. Were you? Yes, I was dating Eli first. You're older than me. You didn't know them. They're two, they're two years older than them. Mm. No, one. No. Age-wise. Oh, okay, age grade-wise. Two. <laughs> yeah, but I mean... Age, I was just saying it was one that year. That don't matter. You yeah, still it does. Why does? Anyways. Either way. <laughs> that just brings me back to this story when <laughs> Rachel was dating this kid. And I'm sitting at home. It's me and both of my older brothers. They're back home from college. It may have been like Christmas break or something. I don't know. Or during well, the Well, need summer. we remind you, our parents were always out of town. Always oh, out of leaving town, Leaving all of us home. Bro, that's how I lost my virginity, bro. (laughs) Wait. Did you? Yes. Because they were out of town? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I was going to do it while they were there? Yeah. We're going there. Yeah. Was it at the house? Yes. At mom and dad? On that gray couch downstairs, the pullout couch. Yikes. No way. On yeah. a pullout couch? A gray pullout couch. Yeah, the leather couch. The leather couch. (laughs) That she broke? Yeah. Yeah. Why did girl, why when did we just got it? That? Why did she let you do that? It was know, your man. virginity, not hers. <laughs> of course. Oh. Yeah. How Her, old were you? Uh, I was right before my senior year. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you was a little older. You were no young. First young. of all, yeah. that was like Still a cotton. in I wasn't in 11. Like 17 or 18. I'm yeah. not laying my you back on it was. It was right before I turned 18. Yeah. Come on, let me pull this cot out for you, baby. Yeah, she was like, <laughs> my parents aren't here. She was like, 
hey, um, you, she was like, you know what you're doing? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely I'm like, not. yeah. Literally, like, we all now know the process of that and how it ends. And she's like, she's like, yo, Is okay, it? before you get there, like, just let me know. I'm like, okay. What do I do with it? <laughs> that, that before point, I get where? Right? Anyways. Oh, but yeah, I mean, our parents were always out of town. And it's always. like that. Yeah, that was that was like. But the crazy thing is, also, we never had parties. We never had anything crazy happen. I think that at was a party. <laughs> what was a party? I think that was when oh, I did. When, oh, I'm a, I was not there. Yeah. There was a party? For that. Yeah. I never. I, I never had no parties. Personally, oh. never threw never parties. We was just parties. doing crazy, yeah. wild stuff Outside on our house. Yeah. <laughs> there were never any parties there on my behalf. Yeah. Well, I always said, I was like, there's too many valuables in here for people to steal. True. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't mean somebody. a party. I mean, I, I believe like it was people over. Yeah. It was that like came some okay. people over. Yeah. Yeah. That's more understandable. But yeah. back to us dating the twins. Yeah. So back to that. The, yeah. The boy, the boy, like you said, parents were out of town, you know, as always, they're building this business and we ended up uh, like the boy, uh, Rachel ends up calling Simeon's phone I believe Simeon yeah and all Simeon hears on the line is Rachel cry <gasps> Elon this something like that I don't even know what she was saying but all he heard was her crying on the phone and Simeon it, just to let y'all know like this 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 man will fight a, a paper bag <laughs> in the wind <laughs> like literally bro this guy and he literally looks at me and Tim. Well, he looks at Tim first. He's like, dude, that was Rachel, bro. She up at the bowling alley. Eli done done something to her. We got to go. Oh, no, no, no. Not me. That wasn't my man. That was her man. Oh, it was EJ? That was her man. Yes. Oh. I ain't no nigga finna put his hands on me, baby. Wow. Well, really. <laughs> no, that wasn't me. <laughs> Did he even put his hands on me? Yes. What and she and to, But to this day, Leah be like, no, he didn't. Yes, he he grabbed her. She, like, she had on a hoodie. Yeah. And I don't even, I don't know what the argument was, but we were all in the back of the Impala, the car she drove. Yeah. Her, you and EJ were in the front. Are we going to scratch these men's names out? I guess it don't matter. Me and Eli. Man, whatever, that nigga should have done it. <laughs> whatever. He a back. pastor now. He going to be all right. <laughs> are in the back, and you and EJ are arguing in the front, going back and forth about whatever. Well, then we get in out of the car to go inside, and he grabs Leah. And I'm like, Whoa. you You done really lost your mind. So you called to tell Simeon yes. what he did yes. to Leah. what Got he it. was doing. And she was like, it's okay, it's okay. This how it start, ma'am. Yeah, you to end up over in a ditch because yeah. he ain't mean it. She watches way it. too many crime. <laughs> I listen, crime. He listens to way too many crime podcasts. No, ain't no true crime podcast. Number one fan. He put. He put his. He, he knew better. Her. He grabbed her, and when he got up there, that's what he was saying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I ain't mean it. I ain't mean it. But you still did it. Yeah. How you grab on somebody with three brothers? Right. <laughs> you got a death wish. And so she grabs me. on her. She that happens. Rachel calls Simeon 
Next thing I know, we're in the red Yukon, baby. That, that Yukon. That, that old Yukon, baby. That Yukon XL. It's still running today. Still, somebody, somebody got, got it. Got some it. Hispanics. That. Dad sold it to some Hispanics. Really? Yeah. I don't think you can say that. Hispanics? Is that racist? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. We <laughs> I thought Hispanics was better than. What? Latinx? Latinx? Who says that? I thought that was Latina, Latino. Latinos and Mexicans are different. I think it's. <laughs> that is true. Are they, is it? Yes. Mexican okay. is a nationality. Yeah, right. Mexican is like, I'm from Mexico. Right, but you don't call them Mexicans. They'd rather be called Hispanics. Okay. Right? Yes. Is that true? Oh, way to go. Yeah. I know. Yo, listen. Don't right. don't Thank cancel you. us in the first season. We're trying to get it right. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying I ain't saying nothing. But this I is love, not derogatory. I, I love everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, that's not the don't point. Get off on that, right? Yeah. So we in the red truck. I, I'm like at this point, I'm maybe 13. <laughs> I'm like, here we go. I don't know what's about to happen, but here we go, rodeo. It's a rodeo. Like Kevin Hart say, it's about to go down. <laughs> We jump in the truck. Next thing I know, we pull up to the bowling alley. Bruh. So, uh, we have this one bowling alley that is off of 280. Where was I? I just, who, knows? who knows? What do you mean? At home? At house? Yeah, yeah what were you going to do? At Miss Lisa's. Probably at Miss Lisa's. You me at home? You, was probably, uh, you were probably at Miss Lisa's with Cameron. I was probably. I don't remember this going. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Uh, we pull up to the bowling alley, skirt, hop out. The bowling alley had two entrances, one like one to the side, one in the front. We come through the side exit that's down like in the, you know, near the, where the, where the bowling, the alley start, like the lanes mm-hmm. start. And I just remember us like, it's, you know, when I look back now, it's like, <laughs> you know, like three gangsters walking in, slow mode. The, the, the smoke clears. The smoke clears. The DJ, <laughs> you know what I mean? Me in the middle, you know, like this, you know? And I just remember, so now I know it was EJ, it wasn't Eli, but I remember EJ literally makes eye contact with Cindy and somehow, some way he just knew we come, this bowling alley's packed full of people. That's the only thing to do in Birmingham, Alabama during the, the summer, only thing be at the, at the bowling alley, right? Somehow, some way we come through the door, EJ and Simeon make eye contact. EJ takes off through the other, the front entrance. Simeon takes off on the back entrance and if anybody knows where this bowling alley is, it sits up on this hill right by the target off of 280. And if you know 280, then you know that it's that hill, then it's the Buffalo Wild Wings, you the parking lot, and then you go down the hill, and then across 280 is the McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Bruh. EJ takes off out the front door. <laughs> Simeon takes off out the back door. This... This man chases this boy all the way down the hill, past uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, down the other hill, gets to the gets to the two eighty, and it is like run across across traffic. Yes, yes. but Eli and EJ were like 
um, four by four. Yeah. They ran track. track. Yeah. When I tell you these, they was bunny rabbits. But, bro, <laughs> these boys, I ain't never, every track me, I never so beat them boys fast. so fast. They were so fast. Extremely fast. But so Simeon at that point is like two-time All-American, at, right. you know, sophomore Alabama, out of his mind. Like, and you put your hands on my sister. I'm taking it from the bowling alley to the McDonald's. To the McDonald's. He told that boy, to either you run across the road or I'm going to whoop your A. You play Frogger or you going to get beat up. That boy. action from the Castile. Yeah, literally. We'll unpack that. He ran across the street. He ran across the street to the McDonald's. You but, didn't? No. Yeah. This is a whole story for you, huh? Yeah. yeah. That's what happens when you're the baby. Yeah. Yeah. You're shielded from things like. Yeah, you, you know, should you be just, yeah. shielded from things like my virginity on the gray couch. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know if I ever needed to know that. Yeah. Anyway, well, now we know. That was just worthless information. What happened? That was worthless information. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, but Sorry, lady. <laughs> Lady. We apologize on She's his a lady. 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 She's a lady now. <laughs> she is. She's Ms. married Mamas. with kids now. She's fine. Mamas, we are so oh sorry that happened to yeah. you. It happened to her. It happened to me. What? <laughs> no, you you instigated. You I did not at all. She was older than me. And she, okay, well, and that's another thing, which is probably a podcast for another day of women. Not saying that she took advantage. She of did. It's fine. Oh my God! You I want me to beat her ass? <laughs> Chase her to the McDonald's. <laughs> Tell me Please. who this is. Nah, we'll we'll get we'll get, we'll get to that you after. Know? Do you? No. This, oh no, I don't know. Um, but that's a podcast for another day. Of you never really or men don't come out and say how they've been manipulated and taken advantage of and basically molested by women. Yeah, it's true. When they're younger, I've yeah. had, I've talked to one too many guys that are like, oh yeah, I lost my virginity when I was 12 years old. Okay, well, how old was with girl? 18? Eight, yeah, 16, 14. Sir, you yeah. didn't lose your virginity. It was taken. It was taken from you. She yeah. need to be in somebody's jail. Yeah, you know what's interesting is that girl was in college. And how old were you? I mean, I was, oh, he said he was 17. I yeah. was about to be. Well, seven, yeah. Okay, well, that's closer in age. Like, that I can more so understand. But Being at the same t- time, like, there's no way, like, she should have been anywhere near That she should have been even me. talking to you. Exactly. That y'all should have even How been in communication. I mean, she had to have been at least 21. Huh? 20, 21, yeah. Oh, she you a ain't never told creep. Yeah. We're going to talk about this off camera. She oh, deserves sure. jail time. She deserves jail time right now. What is 18, 19, 20, 21. What is you doing with a child? Yeah, crazy, man. I don't know. I guess that's kind of the first time I really ever processed that. But, I mean, I guess to me, um, it's something that I kind of put in the back of my mind. But, yeah, as you unpack that, you're yeah. like, as I'm an adult now, yeah. if a 21-year-old woman, if I, have a, if I have a son like Ezra, like yeah. if you found out that a 21-year-old girl in college. I'm dragging her. Yeah. And her mama. <laughs> Her mama ain't even finna have nothing to do with it because she's old enough. I'm dragging her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's that kind of quote-unquote double standard of, like, what men face sexually versus women. It is. And it's what I was, I read something the other day even about, um, it was a young boy that they, they found out that, like, the town sheriff's wife, who was a teacher, was sleeping with this young, this young boy who was, like, 14, 
and you know, in the comments under it, there were some people for the first time ever on the internet that were actually saying some wise and sound things. Yeah. And they were like, yo, like, you know, it's not talked about enough. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Not when it comes to the women, because I've seen plenty of so many articles come out about these women sleeping with younger kids. Yeah. Like, bro, you dead like that's big horny, bro. Like, you are diabolically horny, bro. Like, and that you is need to sick. see somebody. Yeah. There are too many grown men out here for me to ever even be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, see, you to ride by like, Thompson High School, like. <laughs> Not to be in that subbing. Yeah. Like, oh, well, yeah. And or whatever. I've had, I've I mean, had those yeah. kids. I even look their age, but b- please believe I'm never going to be like, oh, yeah. Right. T- it's a sick thing, man. Y'all nasty. Kids are nasty. That's yeah. what's predatory. Se- well, and not it's even about that. control. Well, I guess so. But you're nasty. Yeah. You yeah. can't wipe your ass properly. Yeah. <laughs> Grown men can't. So I know for sure a 17 year old cannot. I wipe my 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 ass just fine. Well, but whatever. <clears throat> a lot of men don't. <laughs> it's what I've heard on the internet. On the, t- I, I, on the TikTok. Hey, yo. If you ever get a girlfriend, we'll let her be the judge. On girl. the TikTok. But I'm that, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, ex- especially the double standards of, you know, men and women. When women are doing it just as much as the men are, but it's not yeah. talked about. Yeah, it's wild. And then another aspect of that is like, you know, the home that we grew up in, like, I don't think I ever, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, like, I guess I'm trying to articulate how, uh, I don't think dad ever straight out came out and asked me like, are you a virgin? Mm-hmm. We talked to mom about that. Cause we were like, did you? Well, we oh, all well, like, oh, when about like, like, yeah, yeah. Like telling us about sex, sex and, and all of that like stuff. That. You know, yeah. they had that little book with dude. I don't even know if they was white or black with the little God kids made in you it. unique. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not enough. Whoever the author of that is. <laughs> Shout out to the author of God made you unique. But it was not enough. Yeah. And I think, I mean, obviously. It was did. always just don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. So I'm like. Why? why? Yeah. I'm like, why? But like. But then when you Besides, do it, they I'm made STDs well, and God, they didn't teach why? Us about. Right. That's yeah. my thing. I'm like, we never learned about you. Not so much. I mean, we knew, okay, you can get pregnant. But I ain't S- know nothing about no STDs, STDs in high school. STDs and all of that stuff. No, we did not. I just knew like Magic Johnson and HIV. You could and die. You don't want to get <laughs> <You> that. <laughs> that's the one you definitely the one don't you want. Don't want to get that. That's but not everything the one. else. No, they didn't. Yeah. That's what we asked mom, and but it's like they taught us what they knew. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they absolutely did. My preface is our parents are amazing, like hands down, the best. Hundred percent for anything, and I feel like if I were to ever critique them on anything, I mean, I that would probably be it. Yeah, it would like, be I, it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the education that and probably how I spend money because my dad thinks money grows on trees. Well, when you a man when of faith, faith like that, it, it do. It do grow on trees. So it's grow on trees, but not for me. I be spending yeah, money, your, like, but I ain't got my get faith. Your faith to yeah, my you got to get your what faith, faith up. Faith what dad said on the podcast, mercy. faith works. Yes. You better get the work. faith do. <laughs> <laughs> Every day this man taking a nap. 
I'm weak, bro. I'm gonna take a nap. Is he up my at phone, 2 a.m. sending us a text. My phone's going up. That's where he works. Right. My yeah. phone's going off. I'm gonna take a nap. It's not yeah. a nap. Sir, it is 1.35 p.m. Literally. Yeah. You catching up. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I would say that too. I would That's agree. It. Like I, I say that I've said that to my friends. You know, I'm like, yo, like my parents never they like they hit the mark on so many things. So but many. I would yeah. say as far as like sexuality in our mm-hmm. household, like dad was so just like don't do it yeah, to where like there was no real sound reason reason or or also conversations yeah. that were like, hey, let me yeah. sit you guys down yeah. and really get into why. Right. And honestly, being 31, I could tell you this now. If if they had have sat us down and had a real conversation about this, and they had have just talked about the the emotions that come yes. with when yeah. you have uh, like when you're having sex with yeah, somebody, bro. Absolutely. The emotional fallout of that yep. and the and the tie that sex creates. Like yep. you got to go through the function of it. Like why was this created and what in really? Let me tell you the power of it yeah. mm-hmm. because it's a very 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 powerful mm-hmm. and potent thing when you are doing it out of order. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like. I try my best as a man of God now to set those boundaries, right? But it's so crazy. Like, that's a level, that's a, that's a very, very, once you jump in that, in that water, it's hard to get dry, baby. Yeah. It's hard to get dry off because it's the knowledge too. It's the knowledge of it, of the pleasure. Yeah. Right. And then once you're, once it has you sucked in, it's like, man, bro. It's like, it's just like trying to like, it's like silly putty or something, man. Like trying to break something or a Chinese finger. Mashed together. Yeah. Yeah. And pull it apart. Two different colors. Yeah, you you can't separate them. You can't separate them, man. It's like, it doesn't matter. You can pull out as much as you think there is and then Mm -hmm. there's still an ounce of it in there. And then years later down the road, boom, a thought Mm -hmm. or a flashback of like, hey, where that came from? And bro, it's there. Yeah. yeah, but I also feel like the um, yeah. What were you about to say? Well, one, I was gonna say the scripture about do not awaken love until it's ready, or that scripture. I can't think of the specific. Sound like some Solomon would say. Um, but I think it is a man like with twelve hundred yeah. women. <laughs> I think it's a harem about do not awaken love until that it's, man it's was so sicko like that, but. Um, because you, there is no going back. I mean, yeah. even in the work that I do, obviously I, mm. before being in the practice I'm in working at a nonprofit, like seeing kids who were in foster care, adopted mm. or adoption, um, even little kids who have been abused, mm. you know, mm-hmm. you abuse a child. That's, that's what they know is yeah. a pleasure. You, there's no going back. And that's why a lot of kids act Gosh. out on other kids because it's a pleasure that has been aroused activated appropriate appropriate. Yeah. And so, so many people don't understand, well, if they were abused, then why would they do this to another kid? Why are you out here having sex with everybody? Exactly. Like, because you enjoyed it. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with it being abuse. It's the pleasure that comes from it. So even kids who are abused from uncles, aunties, family members and stuff like that, it has nothing to do with 
who the person is. It's the pleasure that comes with what sex is. Yeah. And so understanding the emotional tie, what it is in the pleasure when once that door is open, it's open. It's open. How do you deconstruct that? What do you mean? Like when you're in those sessions and I know, you know, with, with parents or with kids, just in general, like someone who is sexually broken at a young age, how can somebody that's tuned in right now that is had that has experienced mm-hmm. that? How can how do you help these kids find freedom? Because <clears throat> I was walking at a game one time <clears throat> and a kid stopped me. He's like, "Hey, you're a Castile." I'm like, "Yeah." He was like, "Bro, your sister Leah helped save my sister's life." Mm, yeah, really? yeah. I thought wow. I told you that one time. I don't know. Yeah, I was. Uh, it was. Uh, think think uh, before the Auburn game. Wow. Yeah, he literally stopped me. He was like, yo, you're Castillo. I was like, yeah. He was like, bro, like, I don't know if I can say this, but like, yeah. yeah." Because a lot of times, I mean, in therapy, you don't know. It's not a concrete, oh, I really did help this person or I, you know, we don't send out a, how did I do letter? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Hey, if you could fill out this (laughs) survey survey. for me. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, But so in regards to what you asked, I would say for starters, I always let, people know that it's not something that's wrong with them. Wow. Because you enjoyed something that someone did to you, your body's doing what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God has created our bodies to respond mm-hmm. and do things that mm. it's supposed to do when it's touched in a certain way, when Come you're on. mentally aroused in a certain way, whatever it is, that is okay. Your body is doing what it's created to do, but it's not under the right context with mm-hmm. whoever is um, doing that to you yeah. should not be doing that. Yeah, and that's where the problem lies. The work comes in yes. too. Yeah. yeah, and so being able to help them understand your body responded the way it, that the Lord created it. So hey, let's praise God that your body works the way it's supposed to. Come on. And two yeah. is being able to separate. Okay, it was the person that did this, and because I enjoyed it, that doesn't mean I'm broken. Wow. Like that does not mean something is wrong with me. It just means that it was not in the context that God created. A line was crossed. Yeah. It was out of order. It was out of order. It was out of order. And so that's the first step of like recognizing there's nothing wrong with you in um, feeling like, oh, that was something I liked or that was something I enjoyed or I don't hate that person because of that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. Um, And a lot of those, I would, a lot of those people, unless it is, I would say forced on them in a violent way. Yeah. A lot of young abuse victims, they're manipulated emotionally and they don't know right from wrong and the, in there creates that confusion and man, just man, bro. Uh, Kurt, stop the devil, bro. They're groomed for it. They're, um, preyed upon. Mm -hmm. Um, and so until, like you said, they, get in some therapy or get with the Lord for him to heal them. I still think the Lord can heal people. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I think the Lord and therapy is absolutely a great combination. Great, great combo. Um, because there are some things that you still have to deal with thought wise. Yeah. Uh, triggers that can come up. Yeah. And all of those things. Because of how our brains are wired. Yes. And because yeah. we're human. Yeah. Yeah. The the shame shame that people can feel for feeling like, like you said, my body was responding how the Lord 
designed it to, but I enjoyed this out of context with mm-hmm. wh- whether it be a family member, an older person, another right. child. Mm. Like, you know in your head this is not okay mm-hmm. in society, and so you feel that shame because you enjoyed mm-hmm. it, but yes. you don't know necessarily why. Right. Yeah. And right. that's why yeah. a lot of yeah. victims never speak up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and them thinking that it's their fault. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, mm-hmm. I've never, I mean, well, because thankfully, thank God, I, none of that's ever happened to me, but I've never understood, like, why didn't you say anything? Why didn't you come forward? Like, to, today I have a five-year-old. He comes back from his dad's house. He comes back from being with anybody that was outside of me. I am asking him, did yeah. anybody touch your penis? Did anybody touch your butthole? Did you touch anybody else's penis? Yeah, that's did good. you touch anybody else's butt? Like, I need to know. I can't ever be like, well, I didn't ask and I didn't know. I don't ever want him to be ashamed to let me know that mm-hmm. because yeah. he feels like he's in mm-hmm. the wrong. Yeah. Like, it's mm-hmm. never your fault. What somebody did to you is never your fault. Yeah. As or them trying to say, you know, if you say something, then, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. And threatening you. No, you tell. Uh, I don't care. I say, uh, What do you say if somebody ever tried to touch you? I ask him all that all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm telling my mom and dad, you nasty, you a freak, you going to jail. <laughs> You are going to jail. You nasty, you a freak, you going to jail. Jail and hell. Jail and hell if you don't repent. And I'm going to, bruh. Like, that's it. Yeah. It's never your fault. And that's why I don't, like, tell somebody. Mm -hmm. Say Mm -hmm. something. No Mm. matter what. Because you know when you feel... I feel violated. Like you said, yes. Yeah. And the Lord has created us to feel those things, yeah. but not like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not under those circumstances. Not un- and like, you're not finna come in here and touch on me. And I know my mom and your wife in the next room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. me feeling some type of way and not want to break up my family. Like that's what breaks my heart the most to like, I don't know how to. The enemy just uses that shame. Yeah, Yeah. it's like what Danielle said. He just uses shame. Speaking up. Yeah, that's heavy. That's a heavy Mm -hmm. thing to carry. Absolutely. You know, I know. You know, I I know people that have been through that, and like they, you know, that have that are going through the healing process of that, and it's like, yo, why didn't you? Blah blah blah. It's like, bro, like the shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and what would happen? Yeah, and then a lot of a lot of these people do not have, you know, people in their lives that like. Man, it's sad to say this, but like, I have a friend where like, they tried to say something, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and their mom just like, yep, was in denial. Yep, you're lying to a child out of fear of what is going to happen with your family, with your husband, with your financial circumstance. That's what you worried about. That's what you worried about. And this man is violating your child. So, you know, I don't know, man. I hope that there's some sort, you know, that's what I love about this space is that, you know, in our conversations, I pray that whoever's watching this, that has ever been through any sort of devastating traumatic situation yeah. like sexual abuse yeah that 
you realize that number one, you are created in God's image. Amen. You are treasured and loved by God. And like Leah said, it wasn't your fault. It was not your fault. And I hope that this encourages you to open up. Yeah. You know, I hope that this encourages somebody that's watching this, man. You know, no matter where you are. Yeah. Come in, I was man. just going to say the last part of that is like, um, I think people struggle with putting a name to sexual abuse sometimes or not mm. knowing inappropriate touch or wow um because if it's not direct penetration between a man and woman or a man and man or woman and like whatever then a lot of times people don't know that it's sexual abuse because it wasn't sexual intercourse yeah 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 and so it's like oh what box do i put that in Sexual assault and sexual abuse. Yeah. And molestation. Yeah. That made you uncomfortable. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I had a, yeah. I had a, I had a buddy and he was like, when it was happening to him, he's like, yo, yeah. Like, like he, he was like, you know, they're a foreign family. So they do, you know, kiss, kiss, mm-hmm. da, da, da. Mm-hmm. He was like, yo, yeah. Like, my cousin was like, would like kiss me in the mouth when. Yeah. When you greet each other. Yeah. When you greet but each it was other. It's so inappropriate. Yeah. Cause you crossed the boundary. You're crossing the boundary. Yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and he's like, I didn't really understand until later and think and right. certain things escalated that yeah. I won't go into, but he yeah. was like, that's where it started. And he's mm-hmm. like, but there was confusion. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, because we greet each other. We greet each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but like a homie kissing me on the lips. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I just, I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, we were able to explore that, that space because I know that somebody listening is, is going to be able to find freedom in, in, Absolutely. in speaking their truth. Yeah. And, um, there's freedom in speaking up. Yeah. You get set free by speaking up. And even like, I know this started from a conversation about like sexual education for mom and dad, but I feel like just from my perspective, like, yeah, there was that missing element. Um, but I was never at least in our context of family, like I was never confused about what was okay Mm -hmm. and what wasn't okay. Oh yeah. Never. Yeah. Yeah. Like even if like, if you say we're going to get vulnerable, then you know, we're going to get vulnerable. And I was, I knew that if I told you guys something, then it was a safe space. So even if I wasn't necessarily comfortable coming to mom and dad with something, a sexual conversation, like being two years younger than you, so four years younger than Rachel and six years younger than Leah, like there was still, I feel like 
a divine and spiritual spiritual connection between us to where I felt protected mm. and to where I could come with you, come to you guys with anything. Yeah. And that and that happened in a case where yeah. there was inappropriate touch and things he was going ready on. to run it up on that man. <laughs> that second Get like interaction in the McDonald's parking lot, but it yeah. was like I'm over there. Was, <laughs> there was, boy. Even with how I, re- I, I almost put that like, man in the fryer. <laughs> <laughs> I ran that man into. A, I ran into that man at a McDonald's one night. It was mm. a divine appointment. I don't even remember how old I was, but I remember how. I don't. I don't even know how the conversation came up, but I. I somehow had told like Leah and Rachel. And then it was a, a big conversation mouth. that I had to have with mom. And I was yeah. so uncomfortable yeah. telling her what exactly had happened mm. because it was like there wasn't that necessarily super open mm-hmm. line of communication, communication. Yeah. About, about sexual mm-hmm. touch and yeah. sexuality. Yeah. And yeah. Was yeah. Appropriate, but yeah. I knew it was wrong. Yeah. yeah. And even in like, knowing it was wrong and when it was happening, I was like, I was worried about his feelings. Mm. And I was worried about how do I stop this from happening in a way that doesn't hurt this young man's feelings Mm. when I'm under the age of like Mm -mm. 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. then when it got to the point of like telling mom what happened, I was like trying to demonstrate on like my favorite Mm. like sleeping toy mm-hmm. of what had happened. And it was like, well, I need to make sure I get this right so they don't feel like he took it too far mm. or, mm. you know, whatever the case may be. And so within each other, we still had that community of like knowing our, we take care of each other. Like, of course, our parents take care of us and, like, love us and protect us. But even if I feel like I can't necessarily go to Gene and Jeremiah with something, yeah. I can go to my siblings yeah. with mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that created, you know, the appropriate consequences of what needed to happen mm-hmm. for that to stop and yeah. for that to, like, and for me to feel um, protected and comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so, like, going through all of that and knowing all of that and just, like, the, through the conversations with he, with what we've had and seeing how you guys have raised y'all's children, it's just, like, I know what I'm going to say to my kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how I'm going to raise them in that aspect yeah. to be able to come to me with anything. Yeah. Because... Like, even with just, like, I consider a minimal amount of, like, trauma or whatever it may be. No, like don't downplay would, it. Well, I, I just, I would never want my child, I, I can't imagine yeah. a child going through that and more mm-hmm. and feeling like they can't say anything to yeah. anybody. Yeah. And especially me. You know, being a parent, it's like. I don't care what you've done, Ezra. I don't care who you did it to. 
the fact that you feel comfortable enough and open enough to come to me about anything means more than you'll ever know. Yeah. I tell him all the time. We get in the car and I'm like, you you might as well tell me now before I find out from somebody else. Yeah. And it's not a, it's, it, it's, it's for you to be open and honest because I'm always going to be open and honest with you. Yeah. Whatever you tell me, whatever you want to know, whatever, whatever it may be, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. I don't care how old you are. Yeah. You, he asked me about something the other day and I was like, eh, maybe that was too much, but Hey, I'd rather him found out from me yeah, of than course. out on the bus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't care how real and raw it is. It needs to be real and raw, especially in the times we that we are raising it. these kids. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. You know, we think about, you know, we be outside, we be playing and stuff happened back then, mm-hmm. but everything was always swept up under the rug when it came to real shit. Yes, yeah. man. When it comes to real, it shouldn't be swept up under the rug because now it's generations later that mm-hmm. I'm dealing with this dealing mess with this, yeah. that I should have already dealt with. Dealt with yeah. yeah. And I didn't feel comfortable enough, not saying my parents, but just in general. In general, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not feeling comfortable enough, but that's a stigma in the black community too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. And I also think it's a um, the enemy. How the enemy yeah. keeps you quiet, yeah. and yeah. he keeps generational curses going. Yeah, and going like, and going. Uh, you were sexually abused. Oh, this generation is sexually abused. Yep. This one because y'all aren't speaking up, mm. and it's swept under the rug. And mm. we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to disrupt mm. the family unit. He we just gonna, gonna keep recap it, quiet it, and it's okay. And he each generation has been sexually abused. Yeah. Yeah, because I know and grandma and great grandma ain't gonna say nothing. Yeah, and Uncle Earl he been out here touching on everybody yeah. for the past seventy six yeah. years. Right. Yeah, and it's amazing. Like you know, number one man. Like I, I just feel like you know, right now, like you know, I just want to come against like that spirit right now in Absolutely. the open. Amen. And say that on this podcast. Jesus is pure. Mm. He's so pure. And he died for us that in in our mess, in what we feel, in what we go through, so that we can be pure. No matter what you've been through, bro, I'm telling you straight now, that breaks my heart. Listen to that about my little sister. But I know the woman she is, and hearing her articulate that the way she did just makes me so proud. Mm-hmm. And, but he came and died, man, that, golly, sheesh. To have freedom. To have freedom, man, to have life, to have life abundantly, bro. Abundantly. <coughs> and Danielle lives a free and abundant life. Absolutely. And that's testament to, you know, you know, our parents and their spiritual leadership, but you know what we're talking about, but like the foundation that they, that they instilled in us, but also the work that she, she had to do as a, as a woman. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but I just want to declare a freedom and, um, and, and declare, a, a a spirit of love and, uh, that same spirit of God, that same spirit with the resurrection power to to bring 
Christ from the dead mm-hmm. is the same spirit that can break you free. Yeah. From whatever it is you're dealing with. Absolutely. And I just want to, I don't know, man, I just felt like I needed to encourage somebody just mm-hmm. now. And because there are people, man, that are carrying stuff. Mm-hmm. So much. So much. Yeah. And for so long. For so yeah. long. I had a yeah. friend, I had a good friend of mine today text me. Hey, man, I'm struggling with forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Pray for me. I said, bro, what's up? Man, I'm just, I'm reeling with some stuff that happened to me years ago. Mm. And that stuff, that spiritual stuff, see, nothing manifests in the physical that does not transpire in the spiritual. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. stuff in the spiritual and mental creates physical disease. You wondering why 50, 60 years down the road, you got cancer, you got this issue, you got that issue, bro. You are harboring hate, hurt, unforgiveness, Mm. anxiety, all of these things that Mm. have manifest in your body Mm -hmm. physically. And so, man, I just like, I'm like, man, I want to come against all of that right now in Jesus name, bro. Like he is freedom, bro. He's freedom. And he wants you to have that. Yes. He wants you to have that more than you want it. More than you mm. want it. More than you more than you want, want it for want yourself. For you. Yes. Yeah. He wants you to have that. Yeah. Um, as difficult as it is, it's it's life saving. Yes. It's life saving. Yes. Um, so I think that obviously so many people they don't um put the two together you know what i mean like as far as well from how we've been raised we know that there's a spiritual world and yes. all the stuff that happens yeah. spiritually our like weapons are not carnal yes how your how it f- affects your body spiritually yeah you're physically sick because of what's happened to your spirit man that you're not dealing with. Bro, y'all remember when my hair started falling out? Mm-hmm. Started. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Kevin Hart. Damn. Like, bro, that yeah. Is crazy. Like, yeah, that like well, but in that college, came out that of co- when you were Yeah, when I got sick that time in college. Bro, I don't know what I thought. We dog, I, I thought lost you did cuz you was working with kids. That well, something like that. It. Something, man, now, crazy. I think you did have hand foot mouth. Yeah, I don't know foot mouth some. You was doing some with the foot, kids the and mouth, the head, children, children, the back, my back, my neck center. Man, man Eric, bro, man, I was sick, bro. <laughs> like forty eight hours, the being, bro. They thought I was, I thought I was dying. <laughs> my fever. I remember I was dating Caitlin at the time. Bro, I was like, hey, I was trying to tough it out. College football player, man. I woke up <laughs> off a nap. I said, you got to take me to see them folks. <laughs> I'll die on this couch. Don't let me die on this couch. He was about to be up out of you. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, I remember battling, you know, alopecia areta, and it just came out of nowhere. Huh? 
Yeah, cause of that good. Nah, it's some good. Bitch. <laughs> no, I said it's that a girl. Oh, alopecia arita. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, but you know, funny. I had it in high school. I know, but but you not know, that bad. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> think about it. If I guarantee you, if you were to look back at some of the stuff that you were dealing yeah, with, I was stressed about taking that stupid test to get back into freaking Briarwood. No, oh, well, yeah, that. But I mean, that'll stress you out. That'll stress you out. But I believe that mine manifested over time because of things that I just was choosing not to deal with. Yeah, mm. you know. But were you stressed at the time it was happening? To be honest, I couldn't remember. I wasn't. I no. wasn't oh, stressed. Okay. Like I was living in LA. I was working. Yeah, but I, I wasn't it was before you were working. Nah, no, no. That oh. was in 2018, 2019. 2018, I I was I was in in the fight of my life for that. For your hair. For that. Yeah, for my hair and my in my mental what sanity. What year did you move to LA? Twenty fifteen. Okay. Okay. The, wait, the end of 20, 2015. Yeah, so like the beginning of 2016, January yeah, 1st, January, 2016. Yeah. Okay. Is when I moved there. Okay. And then 2018, about it's 2 right. years later is when okay. I started that that started happening, bro. Gotcha. It was like and I'll post some pics of that. It was crazy, but it was like dealing with that I it really made once I started learning about the disease mm-hmm. and how and what my body was doing. Um, it really made me take an internal look, obviously. Mm. It made me look inside and be like, man, it made me search myself very deeply. I started sending, I'm sorry, text, for, God forgive you, <laughs> text. I'm er, everything. I'm releasing everything. Yeah. You know, because it's a stress-induced disease yeah. that triggers your autoimmune system and something in my something in your body says alert, 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 DEFCON five. It starts attacking your own white blood cells. It started attacking my hair follicles in my head. And you're sitting there, and it was like I was telling B this story the other day, and I was like, I'm glad that I before I moved to LA, and really, really before that decision to move to LA, you know, in my life, I felt like. I've always been someone that like my like my affection is not tied to anything Mm -hmm. to nothing outside of these relationships. My relationship with the Lord, like my affection isn't tied to stuff. And so when my hair started falling out, I was like, if it fall out, it fall out. Good thing we good looking. (laughs) I'm like, if it goes, it goes. It's not going to steal my joy. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a turning point for me in my healing process. And then I started, you know, realizing it's like, bro, you cannot hold on to stuff. Then I also started thinking about the things I was put ingesting and putting in my body, all of that. Right. And it's just so important, man. Like, like I just keep saying this over and over and over, man. Like, and I've been saying this to my friends. It's like, bro, you like you can't be carrying stuff, man. Truth, the truth will literally set you free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sets you free. Yeah. And on the other side of that, when you're holding on to stuff, you're you're you are literally fueling the enemy. You are giving him a foothold, mm-hmm. a foothold in yeah. your life. Yeah. Secrets will kill you. Yep. 
they'll kill you, bro. Yeah. And so that was a journey for me, even in my, in another step in my relationship with dad. Yeah. I started getting real, real. I didn't know what was happening. I'm like, and I could die. Hey, dad, I done done drugs. <laughs> I done been sleeping around. I done done. Uh, I cannot uh, die with this. I cannot. Yeah. 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 And it just opened my life up. Yeah. That was what I was telling y'all the other day in the group text. Like, bro, I used to be the quickest one to lie. I'll lie my way out of anything. We know. <laughs> I'm so glad. You know? I am so glad the Lord set you free. Hey, man. Right. And it's like, Bro, the the truth for me is like, bro, I I I need it like I need water. Yeah, mm. yeah. I need it like I need water, bro. Yeah. Mm. I don't I don't I don't care if it's gonna hurt me, right? If it's gonna upset hurt me, you. hurt you, whatever. Yeah. We were sitting there talking, and I, and I mentioned this is in we mentioned this verse the other day, and I said, and and it's in John fifteen, and it says, "What greater love is there than to lay down your life for a friend?" Right. And then there's another verse that talks about being your brother's keeper. Mm-hmm. And then the other verse that, that says, um, uh, if, if, if I am in you and you are in me, like you say, like you say you have the love of the father. If you say you have the love of the father, yet you hate your brother, mm-hmm. the love of the father is not in you. Right. Right. All of those verses, what are we talking about? We're talking about, relationships mm-hmm. with each other that last one specifically if i if you claim to have the love of the father in you but hate your brother number one you're deceived number two how can i say that a lot of people love to use that verse to combat racism mm. of saying mm-hmm. okay if you love god then you can't hate mm-hmm. that's fine but Bro, if I am unafraid to tell you the truth, but I say I love you, the love of the Father is not in me. If I'm afraid to tell you the truth about me, about something, something that is going to usher you into a greater place in your life, in your walk with the Lord, bro, the love of the Father is not in me. Right. I tell people all the time, and I was said in the group chat, I'm like, bro, I'm overly honest. I want I want everything out on the table, yeah. bro. And that's why I give the people that there are people in my life, like Rachel, like accountability. Like she sees all my emails. Mm-hmm. She knows mm-hmm. what's going on. And she's like, hey, like you got this thing you got to take care of. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take care like. You know what I mean? That yeah. keeps me accountable mm-hmm. to where, like, I don't look up, ever look up, and y'all are like, dang, why this happened? We didn't know this. We da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Because I've had people in my life and in my journey who have taken their own lives, mm-hmm. and their friends and family are like, we had no, Don't what move. was he dealing with? What yeah. was going on? Da, 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 yeah. da, 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 da. You know, mm-hmm. and for me, it's like, I want to strive to be, and do I always hit this mark? No, but it's the target, yeah. right? You know, yeah. and I want to always be. I want to strive to be a man that just relentlessly tells the truth, mm-hmm. and that's what we're gonna do 
in the hiatus in this podcast. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're going to tell the truth, and love is gonna go forth mm-hmm. from that out of that truth. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what I also like you were saying about how connected we are and how strong our relationships are. It's like, yeah, I can tell y'all anything. I'm unashamed of everything. Hey man, look, (laughs) I've told, I have told each of y'all, I mean, collectively or individually. Where where were we? I think we were in in New York and he was like, I put two of these girls in a group chat together that I'm like two, two girls in a group chat together. That's what? And what did you tell these two girls? Because I would have to find you. A man ever put me in a group chat with another woman? I don't know. Do you? I'm, his head is going to have to be on a platter. Yo. He was trying to be honest. That's why I, he was like, I was just telling what time. was up. Well, right. uh, sir. Listen, they both needed know. to know the same <laughs> message. <laughs> ain't no point in me copy pasting this. Yeah, ain't no point in me copy pasting this. Look. Hey, <laughs> I'm just the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> Let's just get this out in the open. Hey, Gross. you. Hey, you. Listen. Meet you. Y'all yeah. Meet hey, you other. meet you. You meet you. This is the thing. Yeah. Both the and y'all both and know me. Y'all, y'all both, both know me. me. I was wrong. I did this. <laughs> da, 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 da. That man said that. I said, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, man. I grouped them. But what do you feel um, motivated you to do the work to work on being honest? That's good. Oh, like, bro. Did you, did you that? Let me back up. Besides did your you, hair falling out. Yeah, besides your hair yeah. falling out. <laughs> and did you not value honesty? Like, what? Mm. No, it's like what I said in the group chat the other day. The thing about lies. And that trap is, it goes to shame too, right? Oh, man, they find out that I lied about this, then, bro, what are they going to think about me or da-da-da-da-da? And, and sometimes also, it's not the shame. It's also like, dude, honestly, if I can tell y'all, if I can be straight up, where that started with me when I was young, where the enemy was able to, to to plant that yeah. seed in my yeah. life was when dude I was just so scared of dad. Oh, mm. I was so scared of that consequences. Thing we got to talk about too. Yeah, yeah. so that I was so scared is, uh, of consequences at a young age mm. that the enemy was able to just I just knew I'm like, well, I'm so afraid of that belt <laughs> that I would rather try this route. <laughs> Anything to avoid that. Yeah. Did you do this? No. <laughs> you sure? Yes. Yes. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of where it started, trying to escape consequences. Yeah. And then. Did you escape Sometimes. <laughs> so that was the thing. It's like, hey, sometimes I'm rolling the dice. Sometimes, sometimes it worked. Sometimes it, it didn't. Yeah. Right? The chance is great odds. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, hey, if this works, oh, man. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. And so as I went on in, like, getting into my early years, my ad- adolescent life, like, bro, lies start to take root in every era of your life. Mm-hmm. You 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 start to be like, oh, I'm insecure in this area. Oh, I'll inflate this. Yeah, I'll tell this. I'll say this. 
Yeah. Right? You think they th- might think this about me. No, no, no. I'll say this, whatever. So then you just, what they call it, you get trapped in that web of lies until you become completely exhausted mm-hmm. or your hair falls out. And you're like. <laughs> or they invent Google and people can verify. Yeah, yeah. What all say. Yeah, all types of information. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Before, I mean, yeah, yeah, if man. I lived in the 1980s and prior. <laughs> Maybe I would have been a liar like you. Yeah. But. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, like I wasn't. Wait a minute. No, it wasn't even, it wasn't even that like, you know, for me, it's like, like I was telling just outlandish fairy tales. It was just like, it was always something that had to do with an insecurity mm. or me trying to escape some sort of consequence. I feel like it was image a lot from what I remember, especially yeah, growing yeah. up image. at Briarwood. It was just like, yeah, that's what I was we say. were this black family at this majority white school. Yeah. And it was just like, not even like mom and dad put a lot of pressure on us to be or look a certain way. It was yeah, just like what you were surrounded, surrounded by, by. Mm-hmm. on yeah. a daily basis. We was going to look how we look. Right, I said we was gonna look how we look. Yeah, was what it was. was The money, 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 all that stuff around you. Yeah, one thousand percent. Growing up with friends and people that had money, and you don't have that money, that is a completely like that's two different worlds. A hundred percent. Go home, like, or you're at school, or you're at their house. Then you go home to your life. Not saying that we was like in dumpsters. No, we had a great life. Yeah, yeah. My parents did amazing. We just didn't have the money they did. They had, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and so that, and then that creates like you, you know, you start kind of it creates like an envy in you, right? Or in me, I'm talking personally. It creates this this kind of envy with like, man, I wish this or my dad could do this or I wish that. And you start in for me, it was like trying to, you know, put up some create some image of myself that like, bro, nobody even cares. Nobody cares. No one cares. And that's what you don't realize. You don't realize that. And I saw something on the Internet the other day and I got to look this term up. And it was talking about like the level that the level of like how much or how little someone thinks of us that we create in our brains and social media does that creates that a lot. It perpetuates that. I would say it dumps fuel on that, but you know, kind of going back to what Leah said, like the thing that motivated me was like, yeah, I came to this place where I was like analyzing every single part of me that like just was not, I would say, pure or true. Yeah. I felt like I was just, I felt like, you know what I really felt like? When you, when, if you've ever brought home a piece of fruit that was just great, like a plum, an apple or anything, right? And you eventually, you sit on the counter or even if it's in the fridge, um, eventually it starts molding. It starts rotting from the inside. You're not looking at what's on the, on the surface. You're what's happening is it's coming from the inside. Mm-hmm. And that's what I felt like was happening to me. It's like, damn, like what is inside of me? Yeah. 
You know what yeah. I mean? Mentally, spiritually, mm-hmm. physically. Yeah. What is inside of me? And how do I come to a place where I can just like let all of that BS go? Yeah. Stuff. And it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Yeah. Like that's how I am now. I'm like, bro, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care. No. Well, I no do one, not. No one thinks as much of you as you do. So it's just like. Yeah. What you're putting out there for the world to see is like. How many people are even digesting or consuming this image that you're trying to mm-hmm. portray? Portray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying that I saw on Twitter. Yeah. It was like, yo, bro, like I, I, I literally every now and then, like, you know, y'all are my close friends on Instagram. Yeah. I'll yeah. say this one thing and I'll be like, hey, yo, <laughs> look, I don't know who this for today, but like, I just want to let you know. Don't nobody give a damn. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, cares. no one cares, no bro. As much as <laughs> you, you think. Isn't it, it, isn't it crazy? I even catch myself like if you scrolling through your story, your likes or whatever, like you inflate this whole idea of someone just looking at your story, bro. Them stories last point zero point five, however long seconds. Like yeah. nobody. Nobody's and they're probably tapping through. Literally they tapping through. They're not even waiting to see what you're doing. Well, but then doesn't it kind of make you feel some type of way if you do see that person look at it and they don't say nothing? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that too. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. that's that's worse. Yeah. That's worse. Worse. But I don't know. <laughs> you're making wrap- it for somebody and they, and they don't acknowledge it. They don't watch it, but they Yeah, they don't acknowledge it. it. Yeah, but I mean, to answer Leah's question, like, you know, I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired and literally, and I was just like, man, hey, bro, like, hey, dad, I need, like, I got to, st- I need some I stuff to lying. unload, bro. And I mean, even like with him, with Pastor Steve and my other mentor, Brian Schwartz, like, man, letting it all go, bro. Yeah. You know, letting yeah. all that stuff out. And eventually, guess what? I started flourishing. Yeah. You know, and that's when God really took my life. Yeah. And you guys know my trajectory. Yeah. Like after that, I was, I was like, yeah. You know, and so, um, you know, and, and, and I want people to understand something. Not one time in all of that did I mention, I wanted to do it for my love for the Lord. That's would be the right. That's the answer yeah. that a lot of people watching this are going to yeah. want to hear. Yeah. Oh, he loves the Lord so much that da, 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 da. And I wish I could say that it was out of complete reverence for, you know, for, for, you know, for my, my love for God. I do love the Lord. I do love Jesus. Right. But there comes there, I will say this. His love for us will always serve, uh, will always outdo our love for him. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank God. Thank, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in that season of my life is when God really took me to another level, though, in that love. Because he'll whip up a circumstance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Real quick. Real quick. 
<laughs> where they come from? Right, right. yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. To you take know? you from where you are to, to where, where he you need wants to, to be. be and yeah. to where you can accomplish all these dreams and goals that you have for yourself. But where you are currently, it's just like you just can't get there because there's there's so many things holding you back that you don't even see. Yes. And yeah. it's just like I and he's like I aspire everything and more that you want for yourself. Mm-hmm. But with where you are right now, with what, with what you're doing, you can't get there. Mm-mm. And so I'm going to have to create these external circumstances. You'll die on the way. That will give you the freedom to get to where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And you said something earlier. You were talking about um, forgiveness, and that just made me think of this past Sunday I was in Memphis and I went to church at life church and there was a guest pastor and he was, the sermon was literally on forgiveness Mm. and it was like, you can't hold on to God and a grudge at the same time. Mm. And so Mm. you've got all these things that you may not even be aware of that you're hanging on to or that are holding you back. And he just wants you to let them go. Mm. Wow. And you just feel like so burdened and heavy and like, why aren't these things happening? I see such and such mm. happening for people around me. And my that's why he says, let family. go of that weight. Yeah. Let go of that stuff that so e- easily burdens you, bro. Yes. But easily burdens. <laughs> yes. Easily. I think a lot of people don't know how. Yeah. Break that down. And. I think forgiveness specifically or grudges or hurt. Um, people don't know how to let that go. Yeah, like, how to like literally to process those things yeah, and let that go. Let it go, but yeah. I've and also like, I think it's fine. Like people got to understand that like, bro, that stuff takes time. Yes. Yeah. And that's okay. Yes. And that's okay. Yeah. Yes. It takes time, bro. Yes. It takes time, yes. man. It's like, you know, even I look at the story with Uncle Bud, him being murdered in prison, Grandma saying, you know, t- you know, the way she responded of saying, you know, like basically my Uncle Bud, my dad's oldest brother, was murdered when he was in prison. My dad walks in the house. My grandma gets off the phone. She's crying. My gra- my dad's like, yo, what happened? Um my grandma says your uncle Bud's life was taken in prison. And, you know, my dad's standing there. And the next thing my grandma says is, you know, Jeremiah, the real victim in this isn't your brother. It's the man that killed him. I cannot even wrap my head around getting the news of my, my oldest, my first born son being murdered violently in prison getting that phone call, which probably was very brief. Mm-hmm. Yep. They don't care. Mm-hmm. And then having the heart posture to immediately respond in a way that her mind was on that man's soul that did that killing yep. yeah. and saying, that is what, that is but he's gone now. Yeah. This is the priority. This man's soul who who committed this, mm-hmm. this crime, this atrocity, 
that was, and she immediately made in her mind at that moment, she was not only going to forgive him, but she was going to pray for him. And this story is incredible. Years later, my dad is doing prison ministry and he gets invited to a prison in, in, in Alabama. And he was there, he's in this small chapel, he's preparing his notes and um, some prisoners start filing into the chapel and, you know, he's kind of going through his thing, his back's turned and he turns around and he sees this man that's sitting on the front row of this chapel. And that man walks up to him, introduces himself and the man turns out to be the man that killed his older brother. And my dad was able to embrace this man and tell this man that he forgave him. And I believe, I believe so much in who my dad is and I love his spirit and I love his heart. But that forgiveness started in two places. My grandmom was able to forgive this man because at a young age, my dad was able to forgive my grandma. Mm -hmm. For everything that she had done to them. And I have aunts and uncles to this day that have not let go of the things that my grandmom did to them as an alcoholic growing up being abusive physically abusive and you look at all their lives compared to my dad's life and their lives are rotten Mm. their lives are rotten bro they haven't moved out of phoenix city they haven't done nothing for my grandma all of these issues bro and i'm speaking real But my dad was able to stand there because he made a decision as a 13-year-old boy when he got saved that he was going to forgive his mom, forgive his dad. He was going to hang on to that hope, hang on to that love. And because he did that, years later, my grandmom was able to do that because she was saved and she was sober. So the forgiveness is this chain reaction. And going back to that story about my dad being at the prison with this guy, my grandma was writing him letters. His name was Michael. My grandma was writing him letters. And that man ended up accepting Christ as his Lord and Savior on death row. Yeah. So if you're watching this man, forgiveness is a superpower spiritually. Yeah. But sometimes it takes a supernatural act of God to bring you to that place where you realize, like we said, he going to whip up a circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you're in him and he's in you, he going to whip up a circumstance because he knows us so intricately that he's going to say, move this here, there. Yep. Boom. It's going to trigger that thought, that emotion. It's going to bring them to a place where he, my son, my daughter, they have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. But the best place you can be 
in your relationship with the Lord is where he trusts you. He trusts your heart. All right, I know my boy. cyclical, like just like generational curses and abuse can be cyclical. It's yeah. Blessings. Blessings are the same thing. Amen. Yeah. It, yeah. That is, it is the same way. It's the same way. I can't, I can't even count names, speak on the many blessings in our lives because of how dad has lived his life. Yeah. And I mean, I, I know I'd be up out of here. Oh, <laughs> right. what? If I wasn't Jeremiah, early kid. exit program, <laughs> bro. Just look, like not to I'd be up out of here. Like not to diss anybody or speak like ill, but like you can look at the lives of like our cousins. Yes. Oh, one thousand percent, and you see one thousand pattern of the what's going on there. That yeah, Jeremiah decided to make. That his siblings did not. Yeah. And we are definitely reaping the rewards and blessings of his discipline. Of the benefits and his his obedience. His obedience. Yeah. Because. I wouldn't have him. Who knows if he never left Phoenix City? I just want to go back to what you were saying to give the people some practical things. And I think (laughs) you have a very unique perspective on this given your practice but like what are some practical ways you know um that people can um can forgive can get there so i my personal experience with struggling in that area and you know me and dad were talking and he was saying something about like being married and marriage brings out a different you. Mm. Your spouse brings out, can bring out things that other people didn't. Mm. Right. Like before I got married, I would say I'm real cool, chill, laid back. Things don't really make me angry or frustrated. Now she'd be angry. (laughs) Get married. Yeah. You'd be mad. You'd be frustrated. Wow. Small things will tick you off. And it's so funny. Dad was like telling me early in their marriage, he was like, Leah, I would be so mad at your mom about mm. just different things. I was like, really? And he was like, yes. And I said, I'd be mad too. Wow. Dad, I'd be mad for no reason. It doesn't make sense. He was like, you get it honest. So I was like, okay, so I know I get that from you. But <laughs> in regards to forgiveness though, and like, being able to practically move through that, I struggled so bad initially, but um, talking to dad about it, he was just like, Leah, pray about it. Mm. And, you know, the cliche is you go to the Lord with everything. You, you pray about it, pray about it, pray about it, pray about it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, but what, like, tell me something other than prayer. What do I do? Yeah. And dad was just like, Leah, pray about it. Wow. And I was like, but what else? Yeah. What else? Leah, just pray about it. Mm. And so I'm like, okay. Yeah. So um, I I was like, but I don't even know what to pray. You know, some people, wow. like, I don't know what to pray. I don't know what to say. Dad was just start there. Start with the unforgiveness in your heart. So wow. you know what I did every morning, every night? Lord, I've got unforgiveness. I don't know what to do with it. <sighs> you are going to have to literally change my heart. 
to feel something different mm. because I am angry. I am hurt. Yeah. I can't move forward. And that was my prayer on a consistent basis. It was nothing else, nothing else. And I was like, and if it's going to change, Lord, you're going to have to do it because I don't know what else to do. I don't do. know what to do. Like I'm stuck here. And if I'm going to feel anything different than anger and hurt, you're going to have to change it. Yeah. And he did. And Caleb, it was, and I can say that in three different serious circumstances. Wow. That, that, like, because the first time I was like, oh, this worked. Mm, yeah. (laughs) I was blown away. Wow. Like, that person called me, mm. and I saw their name on my phone. I was like, I don't feel the, the, ugh. Yeah, yeah. Feel. You know, you know yeah. how you feel when you angry? Uh-huh. I'm not fooling with you. Yeah. Like, like I'm cool on you, bro. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, why are you calling me? I saw that person's name. I was like, hey, mm. what's up? Mm. Like, gone. Your heart was softening. Yes. Yeah. And I was a blown away because i i mean honestly when dad told me i was like we're gonna see if it worked it was really like a this gonna be a test a yeah, trial yeah yeah like if it works it worked if it don't i'm gonna have to find something else to do and it worked test your test the lord your god see that i'm good yeah amen he'd be great <laughs> <laughs> yeah he'd be great, be great. <laughs> consistently <laughs> bro no what we say brandon undisputed bro <laughs> He undisputed. Yeah. That's good, so Leah. Serious. And and you can, you know, I think for me coming from, again, a clinical standpoint and then also knowing I have a relationship with the Lord, like there was no clinical work that I was like finding. Oh, isn't that the worst? <laughs> right. I was like, Man, hold up. What the formula is right. on this? Right. Hey, bro, it's Jesus only one, man, my boy. Man, man, I can't. God, dog, I done read every <laughs> single study, every, every statistic. Yes. Not in this yeah. book. Yes. Ain't and, in that and one. And these are not working. Yeah. And, and the simple, I'm like. Do you what? think that that, not to get us off track, because yeah, I love right. where you're going, but as a clinical therapist, like. And obviously people have to choose to have like a biblical worldview when they go to therapy. But if you like what you're saying and, you know, how would you like encourage someone that is in therapy that does not have that? You know, and they working on forgiveness. Yeah. Get out of that therapist's office. (laughs) That's tough. I would probably ask them, like, obviously, what is the barrier to them forgiving that person? Wow, yeah. Like, what is keeping you in this place Mm. to not forgive them? What do you lose by forgiving them? Wow. You know, like, what happens if you do? Yeah. What happens if you make the decision? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to forgive them, and you make that choice every day. Yeah. What do you lose? Yeah. Yeah. And... Obviously, if it's something like harmful or toxic, I, that's completely different. But right. if it's like, okay, this person has hurt me by, I don't know, crossing a boundary or yeah, like 
hurt my feelings or something a little bit deeper, but it's not harmful to you. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Then like, what do you lose by forgiving, forgiving making them. that choice to yeah. forgive them? Yeah. Because it's going to do more for you than it does for them. Absolutely. Every time. Because yeah. you going back to what it manifests in your body, mm. you a believer or not that it's going to manifest. Yeah. Physically. Yeah. So you want to be sick? Mm. <laughs> Counter calls. Right. Yeah. 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 You want to be sick? You don't have to believe in God, but you want to hold on to that unforgiveness, then you're going you're gonna to see it in yeah. your body. Wow. And that just goes to to show, like you're saying, with my therapist who didn't know, you know, I'm a believer and all that stuff, you know, because that line that they yeah. aren't sure if they can cross or not, um, <clears throat> my therapist is amazing. She said the same thing. She was like, what, what, what is it going to do to you if you forgive them? Do do you want to be set free? Do you you no longer want to feel and live like you are living Mm -hmm. right now? So try it. Try it. Yeah. What What is the hurt and harm in trying it? You try it, and then you like, oh, you come out out on the other side feeling great. Maybe you want to call them. Hey, I forgave you. You know, let's. It is what it is. Yeah. Let's not sweep it under the rug. I forgave you. I'm done with it. Whatever's happened. I'm going to be, I don't even like to use the quote unquote bigger person because I am never going to be the bigger person. Mm. Let me just tell y'all that. I'm not trying to be the but bigger she person. she lying because she has been. But, well, but I don't like to use that term. I'm saying I don't like to use the term because what is the bigger person? It's just when that person gets there before the other person. The other person. Yeah. You know uh, what I mean? I guess. It's the quicker person. Say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's to ever say yeah. that that person yeah. wasn't going to, or you call them, they'd be like, I've been thinking about you too. I forgive you as well. I just didn't know how to do it or how to come to you and how to approach it. I so, that's what I did. <clears throat> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you take it from that, if it's non-biblical or mm-hmm. not the Lord, but forgiveness, I feel like period is biblical. Yeah. 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 You can't Period. you can't take that out of okay out of the word no yeah. like when you talk about it is biblical where you want it to be or not mm-hmm. because that's where it all started mm-hmm. um, mm. and mm. so with it starting there that's where and that's where it's gonna end I don't care if you don't believe you don't believe in the Lord you believe in whatever you want to believe mm-hmm. in but when it comes to forgiveness. And you saying you're sorry or you forgive one someone and you're asking someone for forgiveness, ain't nobody else come up with it. Wow. <laughs> Who else came up with it? Yeah. So you can say what you want to say, but at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, you do it for yourself. You do it for yourself for you to feel better regardless of if the person accepts it or not mm-hmm. you know what you've done you know that you've asked for forgiveness you know that you've asked for forgiveness for what you've done and from that person and you yeah. move on from it yeah to be set free, to be set free. Be i don't care free. if you don't forgive me okay that's on you that's some bondage that's on you you mm-hmm. there was i can't even think of who said it on instagram or whatever but you're holding yourself captive mm-hmm. when you don't forgive mm-hmm. or say you're sorry to someone yeah you you literally have the key to your shackles. You're poisoning yeah. yourself. Yeah, and hoping the other person dies. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And it's not, like the pastor said on Sunday, it's forgiveness is not 
forgetting, forget and forget. Uh, I don't know who came up with that, but that was right. wrong. Yeah. That is not how it goes. Crazy. It's not even yeah. how your brain is wired. Like, right. Google the fool, yeah. get hurt over and over and over. No. Boundaries yes. are a thing for a reason. That's an yeah. old generation you, thing. You yeah. Forgive and forget. All right. You live and you learn. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. That is the better mm-hmm. saying. Forget and you, I mean, forgive and you learn, yeah. yeah. You forgive and you better not do because, it again. Right. Fool me once. <laughs> Won't get fooled again. Right. Forgive it. You better learn because you won't you have a chance to get forgiven again. That's seven times seven that the Lord was talking about. Yeah. I got a limit on mine. That math ain't math. I don't know that math. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I went good at algebra. That was a different algorithm. Yeah, that's that different calculus. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I'm, I'm a, I might get there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he, he going to be forever working on me until I get to them gates. He be like, Rachel, God, dog. Right. Oh, bro. Only had five doing. time forgiveness. They had two months. What ago. you was right. doing, Rachel? Yeah. I was trying, Lord. I'd be trying. Don't um, you try me? You know, I just I love where our conversation just spiritually and organically went. I think that because uh, yeah, we start here. Yeah, no, we did it, and <laughs> and it's okay. Home. And I, I think that like even though I had this kind of plan of where I wanted to go somewhat in my head like I'm just believing that everyone that watches these podcasts number one I'm believing that the Lord is just going to always direct the conversation and the Holy Spirit is going to take precedent in here um but and he has you know absolutely he definitely has because I did not see our conversation going that way today yeah I didn't you know I in my head I'm like oh yeah we're gonna break get down into like who we all are individually and how we fit into the family and all of that and da 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 da, like bro, that's surface. Yeah, mm-hmm. bro, people yeah. need to get free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they tune into the hiatus, man, people got to get free. Yeah, Set and free. we're gonna talk real. We gonna get vulnerable, and there's no fear in this space. Yeah, you know, you well, might step safe. in here a it's little scared. It's safe, safe man. Mm-hmm. It's safe. It's safe. It really is. And this is the safe space. It is. It's it, not. Um, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I no, mean, go like, ahead. as far as siblings go, like I wish, obviously, that Tim and Simeon could be here because that's how we've been raised. Yeah. You know what I mean? Regardless, and like Daniela said, regardless of what's happened to her, if she couldn't go to our parents, she's always been able to come to us. Yes. We've always been able to discuss Whatever it is between us. Mm-hmm. And I feel like us being adults now and being able to handle that and having the relationship that we have yeah. is amazing. Yeah, it is. Because there's so many people. I talk to people and they're like, oh, I don't fool with them and I don't talk to them and I don't do that. And I'm like, that's crazy. That's so weird. That is so yeah, weird. It's weird. Like, you don't talk to you don't talk your to nobody. It's not your best friend. Right. Yeah. How? Right. Oh yeah. And like, you know it's how <laughs> it's 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 a thing, you know, that you know, I think being transparent, like us going through what we've been through in the past couple of years yep. with just you know, yeah. with our you know, with with you know, Simeon and situation and everything. It's like, I think that at the core of all the issues that we've faced, um, we're able to come back to the 
the the foundation of love yeah. that we were raised in and to apply things like Leah said of it's like I may not have the strength to have or not the strength but I may not even desire to be in the room with this person or conversate mm-hmm. with this person mm-hmm. but I know the heart posture that God has called me to have yep. and the only way I'm going to be able to be remain there and move to another to a higher mm-hmm. dimension mm-hmm. is through prayer. Yep. Mm-hmm. And people underestimate the power of prayer. All Say it again. Say it again. People underestimate the power of prayer. If you going to pick up them crystals, if you going to pick up a horoscope, if you going whatever, man. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> pray. Pray. Put it down. Pray. Just you know what? And it doesn't even and and listen. There's no protocol to it. It's a conversation. Like we're talking now. Like we're talking now. The most effective prayers I've ever prayed is when I'm just being my my most vulnerable self with God and just having a conversation. Yes. Yes. Just having a conversation, man. Because it's relationship. It is. It's relationship. When you come to him as father. Yep. Or even if you, if he's, there's so many versions of God. You come Mm -hmm. to him. Mm -hmm. Jesus talked about. You know, these guys, like, they called him friend. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know, you, yeah. how you come to a friend. Yes. Like, hey, bro. Yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah. Let me tell you. Yes. Man. Right? Yeah. Like, God, let me tell you. Yeah. My brother said this today. My sister said this today. My yeah. friend said this today. And it got me feeling like this. Yeah. yeah. And I don't have the strength within myself right now to bring myself to the place I need to be. So I need you. I need yeah. you. I need you to work through this. Yep. Do what only you can do. Yeah. Because I can't do it. Yep. And yeah. if I go do something. <laughs> it ain't going to be what you want me to do. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to be making a collect call. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to need some bail money. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, guys, I just appreciate y'all's vulnerability today to step in this space not be afraid to go wherever the conversation went um, to offer truth, to offer love, to serve this space, to serve the people that are going to be watching this and listening mm-hmm. because there's so many hungry souls out there yeah. that are just looking for something of substance, yeah. but something that doesn't, turn them off Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. something that doesn't make them feel like they belong Mm -hmm. or something that doesn't make them feel like they have to earn it or go pay for it or whatever. No, it's real people. It's real conversations. And we're talking or we're reflecting and we, we, we all want to move forward in faith and love together. Yeah. And so I am deeply grateful for all of these women here. And the impact that they've made on my life and the support that they have given to me and the support we give to each other. And it's real, bro. What you looking at is real, bro. So like real. it ain't no, bro. It ain't no if and buts about no. it, bro. Like this is real, man. And that's how I want it. That's that's been my whole goal with this. Is like, dog, we gonna keep it real. And we've been talking for two hours. And if you're still here right now, you a hiatus real one. You a real one. And we appreciate you. And so I just want to 
you know, if there's any closing remarks from any of you amazing ladies, go ahead as we wrap up. I would like to say thank you for this amazing space and just being real and raw and honest and not feeling judged and um, allowing people to listen to where our hearts are and where your heart is and what, you know, you're doing and what you want this to be. Yeah. Not even so much as for you, but for other people. That's it. Because you didn't have to do this. No. We're literally in Alabama. I'm looking at this. I don't even know what this is. Alabama theater, theater sign and a loft in downtown. Brandon has come to help us. Like, this didn't have to happen at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like what the Lord has put in you and what you are wanting and trying to do is going to change the world and so many lives simply because you're being obedient you being obedient is going to change so many lives and i appreciate you and i thank you for that and i love you for that and your heart and where you are right now and on this hiatus i'm glad that you are spending it with us (laughs) yeah because we could be anywhere, turn it up. Y'all yeah, already know. But we will take a trip in a minute. But. In a minute. Yeah, so. He is the king a of new, A New York minute. Literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. I love it. Yeah. Well, I love you guys. I'm here for it. Yeah. And I'm proud of every each of y'all individually. And um, like I said, you know, thanks for coming and blessing the hiatus and blessing the people and being real and this ain't the last time y'all gonna see these three queens man it ain't the last time you gonna see me (laughs) (laughs) i'll be back that's right man yeah of course of course um i think i would just last remark say touching on what you said earlier about people looking for truth and answers Mm -hmm. and everything in this day and age and i think that's so true and i think that's evident in just the boom of you know the internet and podcasts mm-hmm. and the informational overload that yeah. there is out there like people are looking for answers mm-hmm. they don't know where to turn to there's so much misinformation there's so much just like white noise of just yeah. people talking and they're looking for the truth yes and so my prayer is that this will cut through the noise and the yes yeah. and just Reach whoever it needs to reach. Speak to whoever it needs to speak to. And, you know, it will be set for you, like you said. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Well, um, we love y'all for tuning in. It's been another great episode of The Hiatus. And uh, we about to go eat some wings and some fried okra. We love y'all. <laughs>